From coffee to moonlight, from driving Miss Daisy to the last dragon. We've seen a lot, but we're going to watch them all. I'm Len the Bat Tribble. And I'm Vincent Williams. And we are the Michaud Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every, every black, black film ever made. made. Catch us every week on Podglomerate. All right. Destructo. I'm the bad triple. Oh shit. I know we're gonna do voices. Man. Uh welcome to Gutter Talk. Uh it's Halloween. It's it's uh it's the day of the dead. No, it's the Day of the Dead isn't actually on Halloween, right? It's the day of Boo. It's the Boo Day. It's Boo Day. Medea's Boo Day. <laughs> um Did you hear that he's killing Medea? Did you did you know I've never seen a Medea? You, then your life is complete. Let me ask you this. See, I don't I don't know much about Medea. Medea is just him dressed up as a woman. Yes, and then he's acting a fool. All right. You're not missing anything. Okay. Because, like, I remember when What's-His-Nuts did it, uh, Eddie Murphy, he did, like, a whole the table. Clumps. The clumps, right. Hercules, Hercules. Yes. Um, and he did, like, the whole table of characters, I think, right? Yes, he did. Does, well, does this gentleman do the same thing? No, he just does, does Medea. Well, actually, he used to do Medea, and then I think Medea's either brother or husband, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he mostly did Medea, Tyler mm-hmm. Perry. Um, but th- there wasn't much difference between Medea and the other characters, as yeah. opposed to Eddie Murphy would somehow imbue each of these characters, whether or not they were in fat suits or not, yeah. with a different personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I remember laughing pretty hard at some of that stuff. Yeah, and Eddie Murphy and, and was being quite the amazed. Actor. At uh, how different each character was. Uh, he was very talented. Um, he, well, he is a very talented man. I don't know much about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry is a very rich man. <laughs> I guess depends on what you want. Um, anyway, welcome to JD's Hero Complex, 4327 Main Street, where we record it live. Yes. Uh, and let me first, right off the bat, um, say thank you. To everyone out there who sent their condolences and kind words my way at the passing of my mother, Mm. Um, I have appreciated all that I have read and I've shared many of your thoughts with my family and they too uh, share in their appreciation and thanks for all of your concern and your kind wishes. It really meant a lot to all of us. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the day of the boo. <laughs> and we're talking about things that scare you. I'd like to talk about DC Universe's Titans. Oh, no. Did it spook you? Are you spooked? I am spooked a little bit. So uh, we, I watched 
the first episode, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yes. I have not caught up. Since then, I have watched... Three? There are three episodes in total released, okay. and another episode, the fourth episode, will be released, I believe, this Friday, because mm. I believe they release a new episode every Friday. So I've watched all three episodes up until now. Um, we still are pretty much running around with, you know, uh, Dick Grayson slash Robin mm-hmm. um, and Rachel slash Raven, Corey, who is Starfire. Um, we are introduced to Hawk and Dove, oh. who I will say, and unfortunately I don't know the actors' names, but I will say that they are well casted from a looks perspective. Hmm. They look, they looked spot on, and the costumes it definitely is Hawk and Dove. Um, is it the male Hawk, female Dove? Yes. Okay. Because originally they were both male, right? That's true. Yeah. Because they were brothers. Now they are a a couple. Even though Dawn, who is the Dove character, hints of once having a relationship with uh, young Mr. Grayson. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We are also treated to, um, in these by the course of these three issues, a little bit more of a backstory of Robin. Kind of like um, looking at his origin from his perspective. Mm. Uh, which was kind of it was kind of cool um, seeing him in in uh, in Wayne Manor, um, alluding to and talking to Bruce and Alfred, but without you seeing them. Of course, because you see he talks to Alfred on the phone, and Bruce is usually only shown in silhouette or from behind. I hate that. I hate it too, but in a way, I kind of like it because it, it doesn't pull focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doesn't pull focus on whomever they cast as Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. or whatever then like that. Um, so I actually did enjoy that. I and because it's flashbacks, it's a younger kid playing Robin. Yeah. So, and he actually wasn't bad, as opposed to I just don't feel the guy that's playing Dick Grayson. He is just white bread. He's just he just He's doesn't just wonder. He's just super boring. Doesn't do it for me. Again, the. Best part of this show is Starfire. And when she connects with Raven in episode three, the show just totally gets a like completely different um, energy. Um, You also are treated to Raven's backstory a little Mm -hmm. bit, which makes it which is a little interesting as well. I mean, her connection with Starfire. Starfire comes across um, uh, Dick Grayson, who by virtue of being around her makes Dick Grayson more interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. she just makes everything more interesting. Okay. Just because she is just the light of this show. Yeah. Uh, you're introduced to this um, this family of assassins. And I mean family because it's a, a father, mother, and two children, mm-hmm. all four of whom are assassins who are just sadistic assassins and they take out their assassinry on somebody <laughs> in a very meticulous and um, no holds barred way. Okay. So I find myself scared that I am kind of enjoying it a little bit. Okay, good. I that's find what myself you want. enjoying it a little bit. Yeah, that's awesome. How, what did you, have you kept track? Uh, what is Robin's body count? Oh, Wow. He's got a good bounty count because Is he still murdering people. He well, he both he and Hawk and Dove 
pull very little punches. Mm -hmm. Now, they pull punches a little bit quicker than he does. And he comes into a scene and he shows, he, he takes their punches and like, no, this is how you put, you throw the punch. Right, right. And he like, like holds no bars. Okay. Um, so his body count is pretty substantial. Okay. All right. I was curious to see if we were going to be getting any headway on that. Like maybe I'll stop murdering people kind of thing. Oh, no, no, no. His, his R's are still, his, his Robin rangs are, <laughs> are a bloody mess. God. All right. All right. Well, I, yeah, I'm curious enough that I'm going to be checking it out. Um, now, what is it about this show that you're enjoying more than, because you're notoriously against Arrow? Oh, please. First of all, you can see, regardless of like some things feel like they're on a set, mm -hmm. you can see that there is still a greater budget in this show. Oh, yeah? The sets, even the sets feel at least a little bit more lived in mm -hmm. when it is an actual set, right? Oh, okay. Um, I think overall... My feelings about Robin, notwithstanding, overall the acting is better. Oh, in this in this show, um, I think the stories, even though they're not the stories that you're used to from the Titans, and it's definitely and even the ones that they are portraying have a darker edge. They are a little bit more interesting. Mm -hmm. People are not just standing there with their arms crossed and you know reading uh, lines of expository dialogue all day, which right. is all that has happened on the Arrow since season one. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, and Starfire, like I say, she is the star of the show as far as I'm concerned. Raven, I don't mind. Um, and because of the different stories and the different characters, each of the stories have a different tone. Raven yeah. has a supernatural tone and it definitely dips into more of a spiritual and religious side with these three episodes that you see there's a whole mystery that's happened with uh with starfire because she doesn't know who she is so that has to blend in robin to his de to his defense in the, the last two episodes is playing more of a detective uh-huh so that's a, a little bit more interesting good and hawk and dove are just like these br brutal vigilantes okay but with hawk they're playing with Hawk. You're seeing the um, you're seeing the wear of this vigilante life on his, on his psyche as well as his body, and that makes it very very interesting and kind of cool to check out. I do agree that it's worth checking out, uh, and I like the first episode, and I'm definitely going to catch up with it now that I have a uh, Roku. No, yes, Roku. Yes. So when I I don't know if I think we talked about it on air. Where yes, we did. I, I got the DC Universe app and I was very excited about it and I could not watch it because I only had a Fire Stick, an Amazon Fire Stick. So I went out and I bought a Roku. So now I have it in my store and I can watch the DC Universe app uh, in my store. Well, so there you go. I'm going to catch up on it. Uh, and I, I was saying while we were paused, I was saying that um, I love to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I know I was poo-pooing the show based on the trailer and I love that I'm actually interested in the show after watching an episode because mm -hmm. I expected to just be like, well, that sucked. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah uh, I was too. Even even when I'm having a negative reaction to a thing, like a trailer, there's still something in me that hopes that I'll be wrong. I always want to like a thing. I never yeah. I never go into thing to a thing wanting to hate it. Uh, I don't. I never want to go into a thing and be like, 
uh, bring more negativity into my life. So the more mm. positivity I can have, the, the happier I am. So uh, I'm excited to um, watch these, and, and I hope that it stays positive. My reactions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. Um, they were smart because in episode one, you're introduced to you know Starfire in the second half of that, and which got me saying, okay, I'm interested in this. Mm-hmm. She doesn't show up in episode two. Oh, no. Because episode two is, is Robin and Raven hooking up with Hawk and Dove. Okay. So it's like I'm watching that. And I'm kind of interested in Hawk and Dove. Hawk and Dove has never done anything for no, me, so I'm, no. I'm barely there. But I'm like, all right, let me see how this all connects. And eventually Starfire will show up. Mm-hmm. But then Starfire doesn't show up, and I'm already into it. So I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I'll just finish it. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. not bad. You know, it's like, oh, it's whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but then she's there for all of episode three, and I'm happy. Again. You're back in, yeah. Awesome. We do? Yeah, we got, yo, we got letters. We got letters? We We got got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. Uh, This one is from, take a a random guess. Take a shot in the dark. Christopher St. Saucy, good night. You got it in one. And the email is called, you have got to be freaking kidding me. (laughs) I waited this long for a new episode and chose to listen to you first over my Taylor Swift podcast, who never misses an episode, and you don't read any emails? <sighs> John Jameson is... Oh, by the way, I should tell the listeners. What he does is he listens to the episode and types his email piece by piece in response to things we're saying on the show. Yes. So these are all responses to things we've said on the past episode. Yes. Here we go. John Jameson isn't Manwolf. He is Werewolf by Night. Okay. Is is he? I, this entire my entire life I thought he was Manwolf. Nobody cares. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but regardless of that verbal boner, JD is what is that? What? <laughs> oh, I see. Boner like in that old um Joker meme. Like, yeah, uh, Joker pulls a boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But regardless of that verbal boner, JD is right. Venom was a lot of fun. The previously mentioned pussy scene got a lot of laughs in the theater when I was there, and it was packed. Um, the theater, probably not the pussy. I, have w- I haven't watched Titans. <laughs> By the time the episode was available on my Roku, which I love, I was playing catch-up on my bills after San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, the Taylor Swift concert, and New York Comic-Con exclusives. They seriously need more than a month in between Comic-Cons so people's wallets can have a rest. What just happened was, uh, the reason I paused is because I said seriously, And then my phone thought I was asking Siri a question. Ah. Um, I have watched the new Doctor Who. Loved it. The pilot of the Charmed reboot. I have thoughts in the pilots and subsequent episodes of Manifest, another show that wants to be lost. And A Million Little Things, ABC's answer to This Is Us on NBC. I'm loving the latter and tolerating the former. By the time you read this on air, I'll have gone to the theater to see Bad Times at the Hotel Royale. It could be good. Or it could be a piece of crap. Only time will tell. Also, we are just a few short weeks until the chilling adventures of Sabrina, which looks really good. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Um, good email, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. It was it was uh, short. 
Short and succinct. Short, but I yeah. think with all of that TV watching and movie gazing that he's putting in there, he's buried the lead in that Chris St. Saucy Goodnight is obviously Taylor Swift's number one fan. Yeah, yeah. Now, while that may be your favorite podcast, Christopher, I dare say that I very much doubt. <laughs> they've read all of your emails. You, they've read your emails. Yeah. <laughs> let alone have read them on the air of their podcast. Yeah. I doubt very much that Taylor Swift knows who you are. Oh, we don't got to be mean. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So for you to come at our <laughs> neck. Sideways. You know. Yeah. Your virtual homies. <laughs> yes. I feel... I feel Affronted, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Goodnight. Unbelievable. I, I, I do not believe that. And because of that, JD, you may do what you wish, but because of this affrontery, <laughs> affrontitude, I will not have anything to say about the rest of his email. Oh, no. Let's see. Is there anything I have to say? Oh, okay. Well, Doctor Who, I haven't watched yet. I'm very excited about it. Uh, what, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Relax, JD. You're not very excited. Uh, I'm curious, <laughs> but I'm excited to watch it. I do want to see if I'll like this better than the other ones, because I don't care about Doctor Who. Sorry, uh, Brandon Jackson Shorts, if you're listening. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say Taylor Swift, she's not bad. You're just staring at me? because uh, Okay, uh, aside from his email, Taylor Swift's not bad. She's got some good stuff. Um, what else? Uh, pussy... Uh, Werewolf by Night, Million Little... I, I'm not going to watch A Million Little Things. I'm not going to watch Manifest. I've never heard of Manifest. And uh, I, do, I'll, I might check out one episode of the Charmed reboot because apparently I like witchy-related things, which brings us to Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Now, um, Leonard, have you watched The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? I have, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan Destructivich. Um, I have enjoyed it immensely. Me too. Yes, with young Kirka Shipka. The, um, Kirka what? Shipka. Yeah, uh, sure. Is uh, that, that's the main uh, character? Is yeah, that Sabrina? Yes. The titular Sabrina? Yes. Um, um, from, famed from, for playing the daughter on Mad Men. Yes, well, Mad Men. And honestly, as much as I was looking forward to this, there were two reasons why I was looking forward to this. One, because the Sabrina the Teenage Witch from the 70s, her cartoon show and, and her comic book. She had an actual cartoon show. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, I'm trying to think. Yes, she did, have a, she did have her own show. She first started as segments on, I think it was the Archie's Fun Hour. And then she graduated to her own show, which I believe was Sabrina and the Groovy Ghoulies, which were this, um, it's like a band of like a Dracula, Wolfman, and Frankenstein, and Mummy character who, who like in true Archie's, Archie's fashion, sang songs, um, but lived in a mansion. And they did had segments that ran counter to Sabrina's segments on the cartoon show. I had no idea that Archie even had a cartoon. Oh, you what? Yeah. Archie I, was like, Archie was uh, in the late 60s, early 70s, one of the number one cartoons in America. I am flabbergasted well, that you I know did that, not know this. You know the song Sugar? Uh, honey, honey, do, 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 do. 
That was that's the Archies. That's Archies. That was a number one hit in America on the radio. In the, on the radio. I'll be curious to see if those are on YouTube or something. I like to go back and maybe like watch. Oh yeah, they, I'm something. sure they are. Yeah, I'm sure. But so so well that Sabrina, mm -hmm. that that character and that character design, a a young. A young Bat Tribble fell in love with. Yeah, really? Yeah, okay. I just thought she was just super cute. She reminds me a little bit of Gwen Stacy. A little bit. She's got the headband, the blonde yeah. hair, yeah. The, like the go-go boots and but the her skirt. her blonde hair was an afro. It was a blonde afro. S Sabrina? Oh, yeah, back in the Had 70s. a blonde afro. Yeah. I will Google that. Google it. I am curious to see Google it. Blonde Dandy effort. Carlo's artwork. It was and it was just it was just killer. So okay. so Sabrina's always spoke to me f for that. Mm -hmm. And then when they cast Kirka Shipka, I was like, all right, I'm in. Mm -hmm. um, and watching it, you know, I'm not a big fan of horror. Period. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll watch some, but I'm not a big fan of it. So I was a little curious because I know that this was more based on the reboot of mm. Sabrina mm -hmm. that has happened with the reemergence of Archie and their whole horror line. Which, how cool. As, as a horror fan, I was tickled when I saw that they were going to start doing stuff like that. Because mm -hmm. they had originally done a thing called, like, they had done um, Archie meets the Punisher and mm -hmm. Archie versus the Predator. Yeah. But those were kitschy in that it was the old style of um, Archie drawing, mm -hmm. who, who I think is maintained these days by like Dan Parent. Right. Uh, he's, the, he's the current artist and stuff like that. And it was Predator drawn in the, in the in style, style. Of, of Archie, 1960s Archie. But now with these new books, there's Afterlife with Archie, there's Jughead, The Hunger, Vampironica, and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which are all... They don't have the kitschy elements of Archie and that gang. It's really just horror stories involving those characters. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which I was like, oh, wow. I was surprised at how dark some of it got. Yeah, and I'm surprised that it actually has gone over as well mm -hmm. as it has because I honestly thought that Archie was a lost property on, you know, people in their... 20s and teens and stuff mm -hmm. like that you know like maybe in you know you might have a familiarity with it yeah because seeing it on the, in the supermarket or the checkout line but not really checking it out like that yeah but with the reboot of archie that mark wade and um fiona staples did and that being a big hit that's what led to all of this so mm -hmm. I was happy, you know, with that reboot, but I know that the Sabrina comic book is very dark. Yeah. Very, like, it, it's straight horror. Yep. So when I saw that they were Netflix was going to do the show, I was like, uh, I don't know, because I'm not really into horror. But this, while still being horror, is definitely... How should I put it? It's horror, like... Supernatural was horror. Mm -hmm. It Only, has a kitschy element to it. Right. It's got a kitschy element to it. It's still a little darker than Supernatural. And because it's Netflix, the budget is there. Yeah. And you can see it on, on the screen. Um, but the writing is very smart. Um, so while it's kitschy, it's not corny. Yeah. You know, the horror is not over the top, but it's still kind of suspenseful. Mm -hmm. the, the actors are having a ball. Yeah. They're having a good time. Especially those two ants, the aunties. It's the two aunties and Miss Wardwell. She's great. 
Yes. She's the, really, yeah, she's really giving it. Yeah, she is giving it. <laughs> her eyebrows are yeah. working overtime <laughs> yeah. in this show. And, you know, God bless her. Kirka Shipka is just is just the the um she is the lock stop, the center of this show and holds it all yeah, together. She is doing because uh, I remember thinking that little girl, something about her was a little creepy in the Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if that was like on purpose or what, but there was something about that little girl that I was just like, she's just a weird kid. Um, and I don't know if that was just on the page that got translated into screen or if it's just like what she brought to the character or if she was just her acting. <laughs> but uh, in this, I think she's great. And what I what I noticed about this character that I do like so much, because there's there's been so many times that we have seen young witch or warlock go to school stories. Yeah. And Harry Potter. Yep. But with the Harry Potter, he's for the when he first gets there, he's kind of like shy, a little bashful, a little nervous. He doesn't know he's he hasn't really figured anything out because he just found out he's a fucking you know um, magician. Um, and she goes to a school, and she just walks in and just kind of like everyone's giving her a hard time, and she just stares at them and mm-hmm. take, and just fires it back. Yeah, and there's something about that character that's really growing on me. I like her a lot. Yeah, I like I like her. I like I even like, you know, her friends at school. Mm-hmm. I really dig them. I like that her boyfriend Harvey, who in the comic books is pretty much played like a like a goofball a little bit. Um, Harvey comes off as like just a just a nice guy yeah you know up and down nice guy mm-hmm. you know what i mean um i just they haven't i haven't watched the complete complete first season no. i've watched though probably about up to episode seven or eight is it 10 or 13 episodes i think it's it has to be question. 13 it's probably got to be 13 if right? with a show like this it's got to be 13 yeah yeah um I, I i try now not to look ahead i just like you know power through but um I'm just enjoying every step. They haven't made a wrong step yet, um, and I'm digging it. I like, I, I just love the whole touch. And I don't know if this is from the comics or not, but like the the two aunt aunt um, <laughs> Zelda and uh, Hilda. Yeah. Like one just kills the other. Yeah. Just because. Because you annoyed me. You annoyed. Me. You were getting annoying, so I. Of course, you know, knowing the actress. Because um, she was from the original Office, the the BBC Office. Which she actress was, are you talking about? The, which, Zelda, which aunt? Hilda. The, Hilda. 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 The British one. Hilda is the is the redhead. Then no. You're talking about the the blonde. Zelda. The, 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 the blonde the with the bob. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the one with the accent. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, Etta Candy. Etta Candy from Wonder Woman. Yes, she's in Etta, the new Wonder Woman film, and she, but I know her from the BBC Office. She was the love interest. She was the quote unquote Pam of oh, the Jim really? and Pam. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. That's where I first met her. And um, yeah, she's having a bucket of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when they killed her, when she killed her off, I was like, well, she's obviously going to come back. They're witches. But I just love the dynamic there. She just walks up. Because I, what I thought in that scene was, oh, here comes the angry sister. She's got a hammer. And they're going to make it look like, because it's a horror show, they're going to make it look like she's raising the hammer to like hit her sister. But really, she'll be nailing up. You know what I mean? And then she's like, no, she murdered her sister <laughs> with a hammer and then buried her. And then, yeah, that night she like crawls out of her own grave. Buried her, and then while burying her, bust her upside the head with the shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Uh, there's stuff like that in the show that uh, I find really charming and fun. And uh, I was kind of surprised 
by how much they invoke Satan in this show. And I don't know why. I guess it's there's something in me that's like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of backlash from Christian groups mm-hmm. about this because they're like, oh, thanks, Satan. Or like all this other, like there's Satan all over the place in this show. Uh, he's actually an actual character. But it's not even so much that, it, I mean... I- that it's Satan, it's the way they evoke him. Mm-hmm. Because they evoke him the way that we evoke the Lord. Yeah. And they speak of the Lord the way we speak of Satan. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's the, oh, it's the, um, what do they call him? Like, the... the, the Dark Lord. No, well, they call Satan the Dark Lord. Yeah. But they call God, like, the... Oh, I don't know. Uh, they call him, like, something like the, uh, oh, like... The unholy God, or something like oh, that. Funny. Like, like they, they, they just like, they just like shit on God mm-hmm. the whole the whole time, yeah. you know. And like, and I think they even throw like some some aspersions to Jesus and everything like that. Fun. I mean, but the way they do it, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of fucked up. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about the show until I think there's an element to the I think second or third episode that I finally, it clicked, and I was like, I get what this show is now. And that's when they introduce uh, Witch Court. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, with lawyers. And so, like, oh, I see what we're doing here. I, I get the, the vibe of this show now. Because uh, before, it, it seemed to play a little bit like, is it a horror show? Mm-hmm. Is it like a cutesy, kitschy thing? And it's it's all of those things rolled up into one. And it's, it is. they're having a lot of fun with it. It is, because they have fun with it. But trust me, because you're, you're not as far along as I am. Uh-huh. It, it, it. It, it it gets a little dark. It gets a little Good. creepy, man. Good, that's what I want. It gets a little yeah. creepy. I, I'm digging it. I'm digging. It. I'm happy for him. Um, now I I wanted to have this conversation. Very, we'll make it brief. But about Sabrina, there's I I don't want to be. I, I'm not a prude, right? Like that's not the word I would I would use for myself. But there is. I had a conversation on Twitter this week with someone who sucks. Like they're just the worst. But he had a good point. And um, the show Sabrina. Mm-hmm. There's no real warning about that show, and it is based on a property that was originally for kids. True. Now, being a comic book fan, I knew going in that this was a based on an actual horror book called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and it's not Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which was a television comedy back 20 years ago, right? Yeah, I, I going back to my 70s roots, I forgot all about that, the, I guess, 90s. Was it 90s? Yeah comic book and TV series that was um, kind of uh, very popular. popular. With like a, it had like a, a puppet cat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for Salem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was a little surprised by this because the character in the show is 16. Mm-hmm. And in the first episode, she gets in the bath and then she gets out of the bath and she's having a vision. Yes. But she gets out of the bath and they film her in such a way that there is actual side boob. And then she's walking through the woods and you see her from behind and they show her rumpus. And so I was like, this is, this seems not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've, I was talking to a friend about it and he was like, he looked her up and he's like, oh, she's an 18 year old actress, which is fine. My question is, should we have side boob and rumpus uh, for a 16 year old character despite what the actual actress ages? Well, here's the thing. The show does have a warning on it. It is rated, you said TV 14. Yes. Um, Which I didn't notice until like fourth episode in. I pressed play. I'd paused it. Mm-hmm. And I think I pressed play in the middle of the episode. And it still had a little thing show up. That's yeah, a, it comes up when you pause it. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and when it first starts playing, the warning comes up. Okay. And if you ever go to the, you know, 
for lack of a better word, page of mm. the show in Netflix. On, on, on Netflix. It, it'll have the warning there. Mm-hmm. And even there, I think in the warning, it spells out exactly what the warning is for. Oh, yeah? You okay. Know, like, you know, brief nudity or mm. whatever, whatever. Um, so there is that. Mm-hmm. Two, to the side boobish that you're talking about, if I remember that scene correctly, while there is the the extremely quick mm-hmm. peak of the side of her boob, mm-hmm. it's not even so much the side of her boob because it is actually from the back. Yeah. So you, it's not really side. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's very one quarter boob. Right. It's a quarter <laughs> boob. <laughs> it's a um, yeah. Which which is which pretty much adds up to cleavage. Yeah. So uh, then the bare butt shot that you show mm. is not filmed from the male gaze. It's okay. it's filmed from a from a distance. Right. Yeah. She's walking D- decidedly far from a yeah. distance. Yeah. So you 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 true. It's like if you're getting off on this, then you are the perv. Mm-hmm. You are you are you know who we write about. Um, so there's that. Then TV 14. I would contend that your average Marvel and DC comic book on the shelves is TV are probably 14. about TV 14. Mm. And you could see similar artwork in any of them. Any of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to hold that against it. You run into the problem, yes, where Sabrina is a property that, you know, is... Um, Historically, historically, f- for children or younger age. Yeah. However, like you said, the full title of it is "Chilling Adventures of Sabrina." Yeah. They play up that "Chilling Adventures" in all of their imagery. So, well, that they- was the other thing because you know I had this conversation with this guy who was really going off the rails on Twitter, and uh, Sushan and I were looking at it, and even if you just watch the Intro, mm-hmm. which is all uh, drawings by Franco Francovilla, I believe, who did all the cover work for the, the for comic, the comic books, book. and maybe even the interiors. Um, there's a lot of like illustrations in that intro where you, they're super creepy and kind of gross and right. like, eh. is that you know what you're in? If it you're for. an adult, if you're a parent, I should say, if you're a parent, it, it, I think it should be enough to give you like, wait a minute, what is this? Seems too creepy. Right. Yeah. 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 So I um, mean, so it's it's all right there to try and let you know that this is not the Sabrina from if you're an adult, yeah. your youth, and if you're a younger person. If you're into Sabrina now for the mm-hmm. last 10 years, chances are it is the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yep, yep, so yep. it's right right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I just, I don't know. There was something about a 16-year-old character being shown that way that gave me a little pause. I was like, oh, I kind of like did a head tilt. And I was like, huh. That's- yeah, but I mean, but dude, I mean, I think about famously in um, Game of Thrones where oh, that yeah. young boy, well, I mean, they, there's nudity all over the place, but I'm thinking about the young boy in in Game of Thrones, who is still breastfeeding from his aunt. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Now, There's mind a lot you, of gross in that show. Now, mind you, that is Game of Thrones, which yeah. is decidedly yeah. M.A., or, but yeah. still, that's a young actor yeah. doing that. On a boob. That's true. the trivia oh we got a trivia contest so i'm a big horror fan and i don't claim to be a horror expert but i do enjoy 
you not only do you enjoy it, you host a horror podcast. I do. I do. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> On the Cult Pop Network of podcasts, I do the Cannibal Horror Cast. And we just recently, Sushan and I, and thank you, Len. Thank you so much. Because Sushan and I got to go to a press screening that was full up only because you gave us your tickets because you weren't able to go. Oh. The- so we got to go enjoy that um, early. And I was... Halloween. I was, yeah. I'm sorry, 2018 Halloween. Yeah, mm-hmm. starring Jamie Lee Curtis, by directed by David Gordon Green, and she and I did a spoiler-free review on the Cannibal Horror Cast because we just got out of it and we wanted to talk about it. And we also touched on like H2O, which was the other time that Jamie Lee Curtis came back for That's the final right, showdown yeah. with Michael Myers, mm-hmm. um, which was Jesus Christ 20 years ago. I know. This is H4O, I guess technically. Well, technically that is not canon anymore. I know. Not according not according to J- Jamie Lee. Yeah, this is the third version of Halloween 2. Right. There's Halloween 2 from 1981 or 2, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Then there was Halloween 2 from Rob Zombie's Halloween series. Yep. And now there's this Halloween 2 which for Which is technically just Halloween. It's just Halloween also F you for doing that. <laughs> Uh, I hate when they just name a movie the same thing that it was named before. Uh. That's what they do. And then uh, I finally got the actual Cannibal Horror crew together, and we did uh, with Justin Jordan, the comic book author Justin Jordan, Mm -hmm. me and Mark underscore L underscore Miller, and we did a full spoiler-rific review of Halloween 2018. I love that movie. So, yeah, it's Halloween. I like Halloween. I think Len wanted to... Ask me some questions. I have some questions for you, JD. Now, you want to quiz it up, son? I, this is a quiz. Now, this is a quiz about horror movies, so it's not just Halloween. All right. We'll okay. see. Gosh. But seeing that you have a horror movie podcast, I figure you should be able to do <laughs> oh, well. No, I'm so... so I'm going to fuck this up. Um, using this quiz that I found on stuff.co, Okay. how much do you know about horror movies, JD? Number it's weird one. that they would address it directly to me on their website. It's creepy. Number one, all work and no play makes Jack a, a dull, dull boy. boy was the tagline for which 1980 movie? The Shining. That's your last, that's your final, final? Wait, was final there, answer? I don't understand. That's, there, it's I not The going, Shining? I was going to give you the, the, um. The, oh, 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 is it a, is it a. Yeah. I multiple get, choice. Multiple choice. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see. Friday the 13th. Nope. The Shining. Yep. Poltergeist. Nope. The Fog. No. Also starring Jamie Lee Curtis. So The Shining? The Shining. All right. That's correct. Oh, it's one of those like interactive, you click the button yeah, and then it, it tells like you. It tells oh, great. You. Good. Okay. All right. These and are fun. 91% of the people got that right. Nice. So you're with the people. Which 1984 horror... Nightmare on Elm Street. Go ahead. What's the question? What's the question? What do you think is the question? I don't know, but Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984, so... Which 1984 horror featured a young Johnny Depp? Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Yes. It's his first role. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Damn. I'm all right. I knew that one. (laughs) Number three. Which Kiwi actress... Starred in 2011's The Cabin in the Woods, Anna Hutchinson, Melanie Linsky, Kimberly Crossman, Ugh. Jennifer Ward Leyland. Damn it, or, or I, don't know, I don't know any of those names. Um, 
Hey, look over your shoulder here and look at the options. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Anna gonna... Hutchinson, Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Fuck, I'm just taking a stab at the dark. Anna Hutchinson. Anna Hutchinson? Uh, 46% of the people chose Anna Hutchinson. Okay. So it looks like that may have been right. I don't know. Wait, all it tells you is how Does many people you chose percentages? that? It doesn't tell you if it's right? I, maybe at the end it'll tell you who, what, oh, okay. give you all the right, answers. All right, all right. That's weird. Okay. Which 2006 New Zealand horror was shot in Dunedin and Omaru. <laughs> Black Sheep. Oh. The Ferryman. The Locals. Perfect Creature. Black Sheep. Oh, 72% of the people chose that. That's a fun movie. Uh, if you're looking for a good horror comedy, it's called Black Sheep, and it's about zombie sheep. That sounds creepy. It sounds like when I first heard about it, I was like, "That sounds dumb," but it was actually pretty funny and a lot of fun. Is it supposed to be funny? Yes, it's well, a comedy. I yeah. would think so. Zombie sheep. Number five of thirteen, appropriately enough. What did Alfred Hitchcock use for blood? Chocolate sauce. In Psycho's shower scene, was it water? No. Was it red food coloring? No. Was it raro? I don't know what that word means. Not me neither. Or was it chocolate syrup? It was chocolate syrup. It was indeed chocolate I learned syrup. that. Uh, I went to, uh, way back in, the, in my ute, uh, I went to the, um, what is it called? It, was, it wasn't, it was um, Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. And they had a whole psycho behind the scenes thing. And they had like uh, effects for different movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they recreated the, the psycho scene. And that's where I learned that they used chocolate syrup because it was a black and white film. They didn't need any color. That's right. Yeah. Number six. In what year did Michael Myers first appear on screen? 78. Was it 1975, nope. 1976, nope. 1977, nope. or 1978? 78. He's, he was, he's, his film franchise was born the same year I was. Okay. Who is the anti-hero <gasps> of the Hellraiser series? Is it Jason Voorhees? No. Is it Chucky? No. Is it Leatherface? No. Is it Pinhead? Of course it's Pinhead. Is Which, for uh, Inktober, I only got about, I think, 11 or 12 days into Inktober. One of the ones I did was a Charlie Brown as Pinhead. That's cool. It was, uh, it was called You're a Hellraiser, Charlie Brown, or, or subtitled uh, You're Such a Blockhead, Pinhead. <laughs> That's cute. Number eight. Which Australian movie features a pop-up book character who comes to life? Ah. Drop Dead Fred. Nope. Wolf Creek. Nope. Oh, it's a good one. The Babadook. Mm-hmm. Wake in Fright. It is The Babadook, Duke, Duke. Also, very good movie. Yes, it is. Um, when I realized, I thought, at first I was like, it's fine. And then um, I realized what the film was actually about, the subtext of the film, and I liked it even more. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but also, part of the reason everyone hates that movie, not everyone, everyone I know who hates that movie hates it because of that kid. But I think the kid is so effective in that movie because you're really feeling the stress that the mother feels having to deal with this kid who's a problem and won't stop screaming and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can see how it would unwind her mentally. Yeah. Uh, I, I, lo I love that movie. Yeah. But, yeah fuck your friends. Um, number nine. Which 1997 movie featured Sarah Michelle Gellar, mm. Ryan Philippe? Yep. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's not a horror movie. Was it 
cruel intentions? Yes. Was it I know what you did last summer? Was it wild things or was it scream? Wait a minute. Re re ask the question. Which 1997 movie uh -huh. featured Sarah Michelle Geller, yeah. Ryan Philippe, as her brother, Jennifer Love Hewitt? Oh no. Was Wait a minute. Was one what were the what were the options? Cruel intentions. Yeah. I know what you did last summer. Oh shit. Wild things. Definitely not. Scream. No. Oh man, I'm trying to remember if Ryan Felipe was in I Know What You Did Last Summer. But I know he's in And Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't think Jennifer Love Hewitt was in Cruel Intentions. My original answer was going to be Cruel Intentions. It's what uh, I know what you did last summer. I believe that's correct. 75% yeah. of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that's what I would have guessed. Yeah. Number 10. Who played Damien Thorne? In Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Poop. Was it Jack Nicholson? Was it Sam Neill? Was it Bruce Campbell? No. Or was it Pierce Brosnan? It was Sam Neill. Final answer. Sam Neill. Okay. I'm going to say Pierce Brosnan. 46% of the people chose Sam Neill. Ah. Also, another movie starring Sam Neill, if you love horror and you haven't watched it yet, um, was called uh, In the Mouth of Madness. If you like Stephen King and you like um, Cthulhu monster type stuff, mm -hmm. In the Mouth of Madness. Awesome movie. I believe directed by John Carpenter with a soundtrack by John Carpenter. John Carpenter did the soundtrack too? Yeah, man. Okay. Well, he, yeah, he's, you know, he, he writes music. You know he did the soundtrack for Halloween. All right. Number 11. What was the name of the first Mugwai in Gremlins? Was it Spike? Was no. it Data? <laughs> was it Gizmo or was it Chunk? It's, oh, Chunk. No, it's Gizmo, of course. Okay. 91% of the people agree with you. Last year, my ringtone was dip, 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 dip. It, it was the Gremlins music. I did not know that. Number 12. I Kick ass for the Lord <laughs> is yes. a line from which Kiwi <laughs> horror movie? Was it Bad Taste? Was it Black Sheep? Was it What We Do in the Shadows? Or was it Brain Dead? It was... Oh, man, hold on. Was it Bad Taste or Brain Dead? I thought it was going to be uh, Dead Alive. It must be Bad Taste. Final answer. Yes. Um, only 17% of the people agree with that. Oh, no. We'll well, what's the one? Um, I don't know. If I, 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 it flashed it, it disappeared. I think I could see. Damn it. That might have been the one. I remember that line, though. I could ask for the Lord. I used to quote it all the time. Okay, you have to look at this image and see um, what classic 1980s horror this image is a poster for. All right, so basically, for the, for the listeners, it is a... Uh, poster by a famous poster artist, and it is the silhouette of a man, and his arms and legs are akimbo. He's standing what looks to be in the snow, and his head, underneath his hood, he's wearing a parka, is uh, all of these lights sort of shining out um, at it, and it is uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. That's, that would be I accidentally pressed the button, but yeah, it's excellent. Okay. Great so movie. So good.
And the, did the, the horror effects are all practical in that movie, and they're some of the best practical effects I've ever seen in a horror film. Super, super gross. Very true. Um, it doesn't give you all of the answers. However, it says that you got 11 out of 13 correct. Oh, no. It didn't tell me what two I got wrong? It didn't, doesn't tell you which two you got wrong. Oh, what a dumb quiz. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you what, though. I bet you, if you guys are listening, I bet you're screaming at your podcast uh, player saying uh, you know what the two I got wrong were. So please email me in at cultpopgo at gmail.com and let me know. Yeah, please do. So let me ask you, Leonard, how, do you do you think you would have done well in that? Were those all easy questions? Like, did you know all the answers to those? I knew none of that, like that Australian stuff. Yeah. Or anything oh, like that. I I wonder if that's what it was. That's the two. It's probably the two Aussie ones. Or or maybe like that one. Yeah, because one of them was the Aussie one where you had to guess the guest the actress. One was the actress Aussie, and the other one was where it was filmed. And I yeah. said Black Sheep because I was just guessing. Right. Um. Yeah. So it's probably those two. Yeah. But yeah. I would have. I would have. I probably wouldn't wouldn't have done bad. I think I would have gotten more than fifty percent. Mm-hmm. But um, like yeah, no, I'm not. So I have something I'd like to give away to the listeners. I have the AMC Walking Dead official cookbook and survival guide. It's a hardcover written by Lauren Wilson, with uh, photography by Yunhee Kim. Lauren Wilson, that's Maggie. Wait, really? In the show? So. I believe that's Maggie. Yeah, oh, I believe knows. I saw something. Oh, my God, it is. There she is. Yes. Yeah. There's a picture of, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, now I don't want to give it away. <laughs> well, you, you've announced that you're giving it away. You can't yeah. keep it now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. So, yeah, basically, it, sh- well, it also shows you different survival techniques. Yeah, a survival guide, yeah. Dude, this is cool. I didn't even get a chance to flip through this yet. Fire <laughs> basics, preparation, architecture, like how to make a fire, shelf-stable foods, quick and dirty growing guide, meals for hungry survivors, Morgan's peanut butter protein bars, the art of peaceful breakfast patties. Yeah. Wild boar chops, roasted garden the vegetable medley. Banging, though. Yeah, it does. Carriage bar pickled eggs. All right, you can have that. That sounds gross. But yeah, man, uh, this is a legit survival back. guide it's and hard. cookbook. It's a hardback. It's really nice. Well made. Nice nice little uh, nice little package here. Yeah, so I got it into my shop, and I thought it would be fun if we did some sort of spooky-themed giveaway. So okay. uh, I think- Lori's not-so-god-awful pancakes. Well, that's funny. That's cute. I want waffles. Anyway, um, so I thought we could have a little, a little. We could share some spooky stories. Oh, some spooky happenings. Ooh, because I figure I feel, I feel like everyone's got a spooky story, either that happened to them or that happened to a loved one or, or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got I've got two that pop, pop to my mind. Same, same. So I figure we could we could. Share our stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, then what I want people to do is to email us their spooky story. Okay. And then whichever one we pick, we I will mail this to you for free. And then you will have this lovely uh, Walking Dead uh, survival guide and cookbook. Yes. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh my God, that's true. And hopefully, and also the zombie apocalypse. Whichever which I'm comes assuming first. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm assuming it's on its way. Um, so do, are you, do you have one? A scary story? Yes, I do. All right. My first scary story. 
Are you uh, gonna hold on? Are you gonna? You should. If you edit this, you should put some spooky music in. There. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're not gonna do it. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. This is gonna be a JD a JD job. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. No, I'll do it. Oh, God damn it. I'll do it. Tell the story. We want the show to get out there. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, truth. I can't argue with you. <laughs> you are, you have hit home and true, my friends. Like a stake in my vampire heart, I am crumbling to dust. Please go tell me your story. Um, <laughs> way back when I was a wee lad, I would love to um, stay in my basement. Um, in Germantown, when we lived in Germantown, and watched TV on our color TV. And it was a big thing for us to have a color TV, because there were only two color TVs in the house. In the basement, which was basically like the family room, and in my mom's room. So in the basement, I was watching color TV. And on a Friday night, <clears throat> you know, I could stay and watch TV all night long. I could stay up as long as I wanted to. So as I was, you, I would be one to do, I would close the basement door and be downstairs in the basement eating like, uh, you know, my mom on Fridays usually made burgers and fries. Not crisp. Not crisp. I wouldn't be eating crisp uh, then. So, uh, and I'd be eating and I'd watch like my Friday lineup of TV shows at the time, which at the time, if I remember correctly, was The Partridge Family, Brady Bunch. Room 222, uh, I believe maybe that girl, and that was followed by the Mod Squad. I'm old, so, <laughs> so it lets you know what, what I was doing. But late at night on PBS, they would show old movies. That was uh, the only way you could watch old movies. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. Right? So I would stay up and I would watch some old movies. Um, there was this one particular night when I saw that they were going to be showing a Charlie Chaplin movie. Hmm. And I knew of Charlie Chaplin and I'd seen like caricatures of him, but I had never watched a Charlie Chaplin movie in my life. So it was going to be coming on late on a, on a Friday. So I wanted to stay up and watch this Charlie Chaplin movie. And I was up in my basement ready, waiting for Charlie Chaplin to come on. Now, somewhere along the way, while I was watching either... Room 222 or the Mod Squad, my parents upstairs in the kitchen um, left or went upstairs into their bedroom. What that meant, as far as they knew, nobody else was downstairs in the house. Hmm. Nobody else being downstairs in the house means that all the lights must go off. Oh, yes. Which meant that they opened the basement door and at that point turned off the light and then went upstairs. Uh-uh. I didn't care because I was at the far end of the basement with the TV lights on. So it was even cooler yeah, that I yeah, was now yeah. just sitting there in the dark. Get some ambiance. Yes. Watching watching the um watching the TV. So I'm watching uh the shows, and then it turns to um it, it, it is around eleven thirty. I turn to channel twelve, WHYY PBS here in Philadelphia. And I watched Charlie Chaplin. Now, Charlie Chaplin is black and white. So I'm like, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. I didn't hadn't watched a whole lot of black and white movies. And he's not saying anything. He's silent. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's running around doing his Charlie Chaplin thing. And somewhere along the line as I'm watching this, 
it dawns on me that this is I'm watching a really old movie and that in my mind most of the people that are in this movie they're dead Dead. (laughs) but I don't care I'm still kind of like enjoying it so I'm watching it and and what I didn't know is that they were showing like about three Charlie Chaplin movies back to back and I kept kind of like dozing off in the middle and waking back up, thinking yep. that I'm still watching the same movie. Yeah, yeah. So I'm down there for like another three, four freaking hours. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man. And finally, like, you know, the, the Charlie Chaplin movie goes off. And, you know, for you young folks, at this point, the TV goes off. Yeah. Because this was in the days when the national anthem would play. And then the TV turned to snow. So creepy, dude. That <laughs> happened to me when I was a kid, too. I was there for, they were still doing that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it, when I fall asleep and I wake up to that, mm-mm. Yeah, man. No, man, it is spooky. Especially if it's in the dark. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't well, like that Well, that's what happened. Oh, uh, no. Now I'm in the basement. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, the TV's off. I got to turn off the TV. I got to go upstairs. And then I go up to the TV to turn it off. And then I look. And I realized that the steps are way over there in the dark. And off to the right of the steps is the door to my laundry room, Uh, uh. which the whole time that night, the door was not all the way closed. So I could kind of like hear it like creaking a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I didn't pay attention because I was watching TV. Now, of course, it's, you know, it's a a, a deafening in my ears. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I go to turn off the TV. And I'm looking. Charlie Chaplin's going to come around that corner. Oh, Charlie Chaplin. Oh, Charlie Chaplin. And Charlie Chaplin's going to come around that corner. And he's <laughs> going to kill me before I get to oh the my steps. God. I did not see Charlie Chaplin as the bad guy in this story. I didn't know. How am I going to get to the steps <laughs> before Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> I have to turn off the TV. Yeah. I, my mom will kill me if I leave the TV on. But Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> So I decide it's either Charlie Chaplin or my mom in the morning. Yeah. I think I can get up in the morning to come <laughs> down to turn off the TV before my mom finds out. Yeah. When Charlie it's light. Chaplin is not going to get me. So I leave the TV on. I start inching towards the steps. Huh? Man, I broke <laughs> up those stairs. I tripped on the stairs. I banged my leg oh. on a step. I got to the door, and then I, I'm I'm at the door, and I hear my dog on the other side of the door, just like, <laughs> like ah! <laughs> now I don't know if I can open the door. Yeah, yeah. And I open the door like this, and my dog licks me on the face. I'm like, ah, it's okay. Thank you. Oh, that's adorable. That's my scary story. Funny though, I, I would not have anticipated that uh, Charlie Chaplin was the was the boogeyman. <laughs> that's pretty cute. Um, so did you get in trouble in the morning? No. Okay. I, I, I came down way oh. before my mom. Okay. That was a Friday. <laughs> I was down Saturday morning, very early. Then I had Quisp. You know what? Oh, nice. You know what you could have done? You could have just left the TV on. Mm-hmm. Gone, turn the light on, come back, turn the TV off, and then gone up the steps. Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) 
Now you know the answer. <laughs> you should have called me, man. I would have <laughs> called me uh, inside my mom. Um, so uh, I had a phone in there. It was fine. So uh, let's see. What's mine? So, oh, my wife. My wife. My wife. My, my ex-wife, I should say. Oh. She was, she told me this story, and it spooked me out. So, setting the scene, she's about 16 years old. So, she's about Sabrina's age. Mm-hmm. Uh, from it's the Chilling Ales. She's a teenage bitch. She's a, well, actually, yeah, she's really into Wicca. So, she, um, it was the middle of the winter, mm-hmm. big snowstorm happening. Very quiet, lovely. She lived in Lansdale. Um, and behind the house, it was in the suburbs, which is what Lansdale is in, in, in Pennsylvania. And there was a whole, there were acres and acres of cornfield behind the house. Whoa. So I'm moving. There's, think of like, if you think of like the Halloween house mm-hmm. or maybe even like the Nightmare on Elm Street house, but beyond that is all cornfields. And it's the middle of the winter, and there's a big snowstorm happening, and the parents decide that she's old enough to be left alone. She was, I, I say, I'm saying 16, she may have been like 14 or 15. And it was a big deal for her to be home by herself. And her grandparents live right next door. It actually wound up being the house that we bought when we got married. We bought her grandparents' house, and we live there next to our parents. And... I don't know where the parents went, but they left her home alone, and she was just sitting and watching movies and having a great time and blah, 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 as you do as a teenage girl. And it's time to close everything down and go to sleep. The parents aren't going to be home for a little while, but she turns off the movie, she turns all the lights down, and she's got some dishes that need doing. Mm -hmm. So in the back of the house is where the kitchen is. Facing, you know, there's a window right over the sink okay. where you're standing and washing the dishes, and right. you can see the snow, and then you can see beyond that all of the cornfield. Mm. And um, she's doing the dishes, and she's about to, you know, put the towel up and turn off the light. And she goes to reach for the light, and she hears a chew right outside the window that she was just doing the dishes at. Mm. And this was many, many years ago, and there weren't that many, it wasn't very developed. Right. So there was still a lot of space around. Mm -hmm. And she freezes and realizes what she's heard, and she books, and she grabs a um, baseball bat, Mm -hmm. and she, I believe, hides in the closet until her parents come home. Wow. She just stays in the closet wow. crying and she just knows that someone's going to come get her, break in and, and get to her. She's there with the parents come home and she's clutching the baseball bat and she's all upset. And so in the morning, you know, they go, I'm sure it was just, you know, I'm sure it's just your imagination playing tricks. As, as parents tend to do when kids have problems like this, they, they poo-poo it. And in the morning they get up and they go outside and there are a lone set of footprints from the front of the house, around the side of the house, to the back, directly in front of the window where she was washing the dishes. Wow. 
uh, and that's it. That's all. The, that's all that was back there. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So spooky. That is a d- when she when she told me that, I got chills. I was like, "Ooh, I don't like that story." No. Yeah. No. That's not even like ghost and spooky stuff. That's, that's not, like for man. real. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. Nah, man. Yeah, someone was watching her. Um, Fuck so man. yeah, I don't like that story. Um, do you have another one? Because I, I got one more. I I, I do. I can... Mine's more more ghost related than. Okay, well I'll go mine. It's not ghost related. It's more along those lines. Okay. Um, I forget how old I was. I may have been about. I guess it's about 12 or 13 now. And I was playing basketball at uh, the local um, like park. And I was coming home from it, and it was dark. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was nighttime. It, and I'm pretty sure it was the summer. So I must have been coming home like around 9 or 10 o'clock. You know, you play deep into the, yeah, into yeah. the dark. Uh, and it just so happened that usually when I'm playing basketball, at least one or two of the guys are from – around my way mm-hmm. but this day there was nobody around my way so oh, I'm to the, walk with you right so yeah i'm literally only the only one walking my way but i don't care i'm like about maybe three blocks three four blocks from my house and there's a um the park is on a hill um in philadelphia so i'm walking down i'm walking across the across the the grass on the hill going down and i see there's this this guy coming walking up the sidewalk and he's like a a fat dude looks like he's pretty tall and he's got on um a shirt tie and pants and he's just walking and he does look like he's tired because he looks like like a like a fat out of shape guy Yeah, yeah right as he's walking up this hill and I'm walking past and he, we actually don't meet. He is like, a, like further up as I'm walking further down, but, but he hollers back at me. Do you know, do you have the time? And I said, I said, no, I don't have the time. And I'm bouncing my ball and I keep going and he hollers back again. Do you have the time? I'm like, nah, th- no, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And I'm bouncing my ball walking. And I noticed that he is now walking after me, asking me, do I have the time? I don't like this. And I'm and I stop because I'm figuring, well, maybe he's just walking because he wants to get with an earshot because for whatever reason, he's not hearing. He's, me. Not, he's not hearing me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I stop. Let him run a little bit. Do you have the time? Do you have the time? No, I don't have the time. And I turned to bounce my ball to keep the walk away. Now he's as much as he can running at no, no, but still saying no. Do you have the time? I hate this story. I hate this story. I'm like, dude. I start (laughs) bouncing my ball, breaking like I don't have the time. (laughs) Running, bouncing my ball like I do not have the time. I like that you're still bouncing your ball. Of course, I don't. You can just hold the ball and run. You know. It's funny what you think of as a kid. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I have to be running and bouncing. <laughs> so I'm running and bouncing like, I do not have the time. I do not. And he's coming. And he's like, and dude, he is literally out of a horror movie because like his tie is flying. And he's not so much running, but he's like galloping towards me like, boom, do you have? I'm like, no, I don't have the time. And I turn 
and I throw the ball at him, and then I just take off like, dude, I don't have the time, I don't have the time. And I break, and I run down one block, and I turn the other corner, and I look back, and I don't see him. So I'm about to run home, and like, fuck, it's not my basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. I'm like, fuck, I got to go get that basketball. It was my boy's basketball, I borrowed it. I was like, fuck. So I go back up to the corner, and I turn and I look, and I see the ball laying like in the street, but along the curb, like up the street. So I run to the ball because I don't see him. And I pick up the ball and I look around. He's gone. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> cool. I bounce the ball. I'm walking about three steps. And out. In between these houses on this block, I see the silhouette of this dude. And it's it's almost out of a comic book because I see the silhouette, but the only thing that I can see in color is his tie. Mm. And I just see it moving towards me. And he says again, excuse me, do you have... I'm like, no! (laughs) And I just break... Home, still bouncing the ball. <laughs> Break home. There's nobody home but my big brother, Aaron. I tell him about it. He says, You're fucking crazy. Uh-huh. And he's like, Go to bed. And I'm like, No, this guy was chasing me. I swear. And he's like, Well, did he get you? He's like, No, he didn't. He's like, Well, then you're lucky. Go to sleep. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I went to sleep. That's a good story. Ooh, <laughs> spooky. Yeah. I don't like that story. No, I don't like it either. <laughs> oh man, I can imagine someone making a little little short short movie out of that. That's cute. I like I'd be that. fine with that. That's a good one. I don't need to do that. Um, Triggers. So this one uh, again involves my ex wife, <laughs> and um, she was a scary little lady, wasn't she? Right? Yeah. Uh, so what happened? So her grandfather had passed away. And they had had a dog. This is the house that we lived in. So um, we bought the house next door where her grandfather and grandmother lived. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he actually passed away the week of our wedding. Mm -hmm. And the grandmother had sold us the house for like a dollar. You know what I mean? It was one of those type of things. And so she moved into a care facility and and we moved into the house. Right. And are we good? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We're good. And... So uh, he was a big cigar smoker, and they had a dog, and the dog had passed away years before. And um, every so often, we would hear the dog in the garage running around. We could hear the pitter-patter of the dog in the garage on the concrete. And then we would open up the door, and of course, there's no dog because the dog's not there. Um, So that was a little spooky. Yeah, a little um, but the other thing was, is we didn't really feel, it wasn't, I don't know, I don't 100% believe in afterlife or ghosts or anything like that. I'm curious about it. Mm-hmm. I won't swear up and down that it, not, nothing exists and nothing happens afterwards. But there's enough stuff that I've seen or experienced that makes me go, oh, that was interesting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and back in the house that Sushan and I lived in up until recently, there was a we felt a presence in there, and my best friend had lived in that house, and she had seen the woman several times, like just kind of walking around or standing around, and she would always generally see her in a mirror or something. Mm-hmm. But 
I had never seen her, but she maintained that it was like a pleasant presence. Mm. You know, because sometimes you may have a presence that you feel and it, you're spooked out by. Another one is just like a, oh, hey. Right. Cool. You're here too? All right. Nice. We'll just coexist. So um, with the dog, it never really bothered us. It was just like, oh, there's the puppy. There it is, you know. And then we lived uh, in the house and up the stairs was our bedroom right by the top of the steps. Mm-hmm. So you go up the steps in the, in the front door. You go up the steps about maybe 22 stairs. And then right at the top there is, is our bedroom door with, with as a lock. So we're in bed and we're sleeping and we wake up because we hear coming up the steps. Now I'm wearing a pair of big fat um, Doc Martens on my feet right now. Mm-hmm. And that's the sound that it made. We had wooden stairs and the sound was big clunky boots pounding right hitting the stairs and not just like i'm walking up the steps casual like i'm a casual ghost Mm -hmm. like i'm an angry boot stomping ghost yes so we hear that and we go i think someone's in the house uh and as as (laughs) i don't know why i had this as you might expect from a young me i had a samurai sword because i was that kind of idiot I never took it out. I never did anything with it. But I just—I was at a convention once, and I was like, "Oh, you can buy a—you can just buy a samurai sword." Yeah, I'm gonna buy a samurai sword. What the hell else would I do? So I had a samurai sword, and so I grabbed—I grabbed that, and I just kind of have it. Just have it. I just kind of have it in my hand, and the stomping is coming up the steps. And so at this point, I'm sh- I'm certain that there is a human being in the house who yeah. is stomping their way up the steps, yeah, real angry like. And I'm like, why is this? This got real angry, gentleman. And uh, so I'm there with a samurai sword, uh, still in the sheath. I'm not crazy, but uh, I had it at the ready just in case. And I'm slowly getting out of the bed without trying to alert anyone that I'm out of bed, and I'm just slowly reaching for the doorknob to click it locked and the the stomps get to the top of the stairs and I'm just now at the lock and I click and I just back away from the door Mm -hmm. and I don't think we had cell phones at this point Um, or if we did they weren't in the bedroom with us Uh, and I was trying to think of like how I could call nine one one because we have an intruder in our home. Right. But I'm basically we're both sitting there staring at the door completely still in the dark because we don't want to turn on the light. And we're waiting for the person to just walk away to if they're going to go through our shit, you know, they're going to go into the other rooms and stuff or try the doorknob even. Mm-hmm. And we hear them standing out front of our door. But they never really do anything. And then after a while, we don't even hear them shifting. We never hear them leave. We never hear them go back down the steps. We never hear them walking around in the upper upper level. And then finally, I'm like, well, fi- like the idiot in the horror movie, after it's been quiet for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. I'm going to go check. Of course. At which point... All of the people watching us from the movie theater are screaming, don't open the door, yeah. you idiots. But I open it up slowly, and there's nothing there. 
There was nobody. There was nobody. Uh, they didn't leave. They didn't do anything. It was just stomping up the steps, spooking the shit out of us, and then disappearing. Wow. So that was kind of creepy, too. And so we kind of joked about it later on. We were just like, oh, he was trying to spook us. You know, her grandfather who died in, died in the house was just trying to spook us, having, mm. having fun with us. Mm. Um, Good job. Um, and then throughout, throughout the years that we lived there, every so often we would catch whiffs of, like, we would walk into a cloud of smoke from his cigar. So no. we would just catch cigar whiff. Yeah. No, but man. not just like a lingering scent, but like someone had blown it at you. Yeah. I don't, so, yeah. I'm not down with this, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was it. That was Is my, this that was why she's your ex-wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you, you live in, you got spooky, uh. Spooky happenings. I don't like this. Yeah. But oh, you know what? I got one more real quick before, before we finish up. So Sushan and I were living in a really old house that Sushan, actually- Sushan, your current wife. My current wife lived in a house um, in Lafayette Hill that was actually, if you go into the basement, had an entrance into the actual underground railroad. Wow, really? That went from our basement, a dirt tunnel, mm -hmm. over to the church. Across the street. Oh, wow. And so you could travel back and forth underneath. You could go back and forth underneath. Um, now, it had since been filled in. Mm -hmm. you, we could go. We opened up. There's a huge, crazy wooden door in the basement on mm. a pile of dirt. Mm. and then But then there were steps dug in into the basement. Uh, I'm sorry, underneath. And then it was just filled in. Right. So, But you could actually go into that hole. So that's neither here nor there. I just thought it was an interesting, cool part of the house. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of why, despite all of this stuff happening, we never really got too spooked out because we felt that the history of the house itself was positive mm -hmm. and was helping people. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like how we felt about it. Yeah. Even though like uh, my best friend Tink would see like people walking around in the middle of the night, it was never really like spooky thing it was just like all right well they're there yeah um just hi guys you know um freedom town and uh yeah <laughs> did you say freedom time it's <laughs> freedom time and uh but we did have one that did not feel great so in our this whole house had been divvied up into apartments and we were asleep in the bedroom now i have always had a thing even from a childhood from sleeping in the bed and looking out down the hallway mm. always kind of spooked me out because I just felt like uh, I, something would appear in the hallway. All these, my imagination would run rampant. Or even worse, if I was asleep and I could see a mirror. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if I could roll over in my bed and see a mirror, yeah. I was 100% certain something would pop up behind me in that mirror. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we're asleep in the bed and I turn over. I'm facing my wife who's, who's against the wall. And I turn over in bed, I roll over, and I can now see the door, which is open. Mm -hmm. And so the door goes from fully open to three-quarters open to half open mm. to a quarter open. Mm. And it just and these are three distinct move, stop, move, stop, move, stop. Mm -hmm. And it never, it never clicks shut, but I watch it move. Of its own accord, mm -hmm. not just like this sort of oh, there's a there's a breeze just sort of drifting through the house, and it's just sort of catching the door and just kind of lightly pushing it. It's move stop. Right. And I go, oh no, I don't like that. I don't like what I'm seeing. <laughs> so uh, I get up, 
and I go to the door and I kind of like move the door a little bit. I'm like testing the door as if it's going to tell me something. Right, right. And then I open the door all the way back open again and I get back in bed and I'm like, that was weird. And so now you're goddamn sure I'm not going to face away from the door because then it'll, it'll get me. Whatever it is, it'll get me. So now I lay back in bed and I'm just laying there on my pillow sideways, just staring at the door, <laughs> waiting for something to happen. And then eventually I fall asleep. And then I wake up in the morning and I tell Sushan about it. She goes, oh, that's weird. And then the next night, same thing. I roll over. And at this point, I remember the night before and I go, oh, no. <laughs> and so I look at the door in the middle of the night. There's no lights on. It's just sitting in the dark. And I'm just staring at the door going, you mother... Don't you dare. Don't you dare move. And that does it again. Move, stop, move, stop, move, stop. Right. I'm like, mother Hubbard. So then I go. I, and so for some reason, we had, we had a, um, a brick fireplace. Mm. And so I take one of the bricks that's just kind of sitting there for whatever reason. I don't know why it was there. And I take it and I open the door and I put the, the brick in the middle. Uh, you know, I hold, prop it open. And I get back in bed and I go, hey, yeah, <laughs> take that, ghost. I'm going to move my door. And then I wake up in the morning and the brick is still there and everything's fine. Cut to the next night and I wake up and I stare at the door and I go, there's no way. There's a, there's a, there's a brick there. There's no way it's going to move. Sure enough, it doesn't move. But what does happen is I wake up in the morning and we have the sheets were brand new. Brand new sheets. They're not old. And I roll over and in between my wife and I there is a long, single cut in the sheet, Ooh. about four feet long. Ooh. Not a rip. Right, right, right. Just a slice. And so Sushan goes, uh, I think you pissed it off. Uh, you should probably move the, 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 the brick. brick. I said, okay. So I moved the brick, and I was like, it's all yours. You play with that door <laughs> as much as you want, buddy. And my wife gets in the shower. And I'm in bed, and I'm, I'm going back to sleep because she's in the shower, and she likes to sing to herself sometimes in the shower, and I'm just, like, hearing her sing. And uh, I've just fallen asleep, and Sushan comes over to me and gets real close to my ear and goes... <laughs> pardon, pardon the microphone. Um, and I wake up. And my wife is still in the shower. But that something what? did a quick breath in my ear Whoa. and then woke me up. So I didn't like that. Mm. So then cut to the next morning and nothing happened overnight. Everything was fine. I didn't wake up. Nothing. No movement. No breathing in my ear. But the next morning I'm in the shower and Sushan is in the makeup doing her makeup stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, she's, she's in, in front the of the mirror. mirror doing the makeup stuff. And we're both just kind of boop a boop And I hear Sushan, and she starts to, you know, hum a song. And she's just humming and boop a boop and she's putting on her stuff. And I'm just listening to it, and I'm like, oh, I know this song. Why do I know that song? And so I go, honey, what song are you humming? She goes, I thought you were humming a song. So neither of us were humming the song, uh, and but both of us could hear... While I'm in Humming. the shower, this this song being hummed very clearly, uh, and it was a, it was it seemed to be a uh, a song that we both could we knew but we couldn't actually like yeah. recognize. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I think that was the end of it. 
uh, that was sort of, we didn't, nothing happened after that, but there was a good week there where there was just like every day or night there was something kind of kooky happening that spooked us out just a touch. So, so that was where we lived. We, we, uh, how long did y'all live there? Seven years, I think. Wow. And this was, this was kind of towards the end of living there. We didn't move out because of it or anything. We moved out because we found just a, a house that we wanted in Maniunk that was walking distance to our businesses. But, um, yeah, yeah, there was some spooky stuff in that house. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, so those, uh, are, those are some of my, I have a bunch of more spooky stories, but those are, those are I think, the, the, the coolest ones. Yeah, those are, I only have one other kooky, uh, spooky story, and it's not my spooky story. When uh, my daughter, Olivia, was, I think she was four, maybe five years old. Um, it was like in the middle of the summer, I had her. And uh, my friend Frank was watching his two sons, who were at least maybe about four to six years older than Olivia, right? Um, and maybe not even six, maybe about five. Like if my daughter was like about four or five, his his youngest son was about nine or ten, and then his other son was about twelve. Okay. And he was taking them to the movies, and I was like, hey, I ain't doing nothing today. Let's, let, I'll take my daughter, too. What are we going to go see? So we were looking for something to see. And his, his sons wanted to see Blade Two. Oh, Guillermo del Toro. Right. And Olivia said she wanted to see Blade Two too. Now, Olivia, she wasn't yet into horror movies, but she was kind of like she would read kind of like spooky comic books or at least like look at them around my around my house but she was still you know she was four or five years old she was definitely still into lion king and stuff like that yeah 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 but also i think even at such a young age there probably was a little bit of peer pressure she was hanging out with these two boys they wanted to see blade two she said yeah i'll go see blade two mm -hmm. me obviously Somebody had flipped the switch on my back into Bad Father. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Yeah. This would be great. Let's go see Blade 2. Yeah. I'll load you up on some popcorn and soft pretzels like we do, and we'll be good. Yeah. We'll watch Blade 2. And we got into the movie theaters, and she sat there. And she, and because of, the, like, because the, this was before the days of the big movie seats. Yeah, so yeah. she had to basically sit on my, my lap watching it and eating her popcorn. But she sat there, and she watched Blade 2. Unblinkingly, okay. she was into it. She was—I mean, she was in it. She was. She wouldn't, what maybe jump a little bit, but for the most part, she was into it the whole movie. And then we left, and with the boys, we were talking about them, talking about it, and all that stuff. And we went to the playground, had fun, and went to lunch, had a fun day. It sounds like a great day. Great day. Went home that night. She was reading some comic books and everything like that. And I'm like, all right, cool, baby. It's time, time to go to bed. And I'm noticing she's staying up a little bit later than yeah, she yeah. usually would. But <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, it's summer. I don't care. And it's, and it's my day with my daughter. So if she wants to stay up, what do I care? So we sit there. And now it's, it's daddy TV time. So we're watching like Homicide Life on the Streets. And she's <laughs> sitting there watching Homicide Life on the Streets with me. And, you know, she's watching. He's going to get him in a box and like, you know, like interrogating him and all that stuff. And she's loving it. Eventually, she, she um, gets sleepy and I put her, put her in bed. And at this point, I had moved to an apartment that had two bedrooms because now I wanted my daughter to have her own room. So she had her own room. So you were, when you're with me, she didn't have her own room with, with her mom, but with me, you have your own room, you sleep in your own room. 
I laid her down to sleep in her room. I purposefully kept all the lights on and all her Barbie dolls and all that type of stuff. She's like, okay, 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 I'm going to sleep. That's like, cool. I went back into the into the TV room. I'm watching TV. I'm chilling. Why I fall asleep. And then the next thing I know, I I hear like like this. I hear, I don't even feel, I hear like a tapping. And I look up and Olivia is in my doorway. Um, but it's just a silhouette because she's backlit by the hallway light. Yep. And she's tapping on the door. I'm like, yo, what's up? And she comes in. She walks over to me and she's she's got a stern look on her face. But her eyes are bawling. Oh. And she looks at me. I look at her. We don't say a word. And she just crawls into the bed with Aww. me. And just went to sleep. And she slept with me for like about the next three days. Ugh. And it, she never said what it was. Mm. I know it was Blade 2 scaring her. Of course, yeah. Um, that's, some, that's some great monster effects like the so for people who haven't seen blade 2 there are vampires in that they're not your usual vampires basically the Guillermo del Toro version of a vampire is they're humanoid they look like humans but then they get a split down their chin from the top of their bottom lip all the way down to about their uh clavicle trick yeah yeah and that whole thing opens up and peels away and there are teeth in there and a, and a tongue with a sucker on it and all this. It's it's horrifying. It's horrifying. You but definitely it's... don't take a child to see this <laughs> movie. Not a, not, not a four or five year yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah. No, no. Um, yeah. That being said, uh-huh. I forever desensitized her to horror <laughs> movies. Yeah, I guess so. She loves them now and they do... The only horror movie that is ever after that, as far as I know, she says she's she's not cool with ghosts. She doesn't. She'll watch them. They don't really scare her, but they yeah. just make her a little creepy. But the only movie that like legitimately scared her was The Descent. Oh, that's a good one. The Descent scared her. Scared her so much that when one day. She had like a uh, a sleepover. She had about three or four, four of her girlfriends over, and I said, "Okay, what movie I want to want to get for your sleepover?" She said, "I want to get The Descent." I said, "That's the movie that scared you." She's like, "Yeah, but I have to pay it forward." Nice. So, yeah, yeah. It's like the Ring and, videotape. And trust me, she did. Yeah. Because those girls were terrified. Yeah, that's a brutal movie. Yeah. It was also one of the first films filled with. Female characters. The entire cast is female, um, and they're all going. Is it women? Splunky. Yeah, they're women. They're all women. Right. Um, splunking. Is that what it's like? Cave splunking. diving or, yes, or whatever. They're all going cave diving, and um, they're all intelligent, strong, mm-hmm. well-rounded women characters. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time that I really noticed something like that, and I was like, "This is." awesome why aren't there more movies like this yeah uh yeah because you know i'm so used to in horror movies and stuff 
not not just the female characters, but male and female characters all act like idiots. And in this movie, they were all like, they, not, they didn't make any decisions that were like, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? No, not at so, all. Yeah, not at all. That's I'll a great you, movie. The sequel is just as good. I, I'm good with that because the, the first one, one was good enough. You one saw was one? good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. What's what's what movie has horrified? If you had to pick one movie that was just like scared you up and down. Okay, it, it, that's w- not Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> um, it actually would the the descent did scare me. Yeah, it it did scare me when I the first time I saw it with my daughter. By then she was like about fourteen or something like that. Um, but uh, the most recent movie that at least unnerved me. Yeah, was Insidious. I always confuse that one. There's Insidious, and then there's another one that has a similar title, Sinister. Right. Insidious is the one about, uh, I, think it's, I think it's Jason Clark that stars in it, or maybe Patrick Dempsey, one or the other. Patrick Wilson? Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. That's Patrick what it is. Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Um, he um, is trying to like rescue his son. From because, the other, right. And from he, the afterlife. And, and you find out like this this creature has been like like in all of their old pictures the yeah, whole yeah. time the one that looks like Darth Maul right and the whole time like the part i mean it, it's 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 a very suspenseful film mm-hmm. so it's great it's got like a really nice 70s uh thriller uh feel to it but at the end when you see all these like this creature has been in all of their pictures all mm-hmm. along that's what like freaked me yeah. because that's 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 the stuff that like really gets to me, man. And i have like, yo, well, fuck your life. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so I wanted to like that movie. Um, the idea is there, uh, but I gotta tell you, man, every single time that that uh, Darth Maul looking dude shows up. I but he does But in the movie, if I remember, he doesn't really. He only really shows up right at the very end. He shows. So there's a scene where you're looking at Patrick Wilson, and someone's talking to him, mm-hmm. and then without warning, they just cut back to Patrick Wilson, and there's a giant, the giant red and black face of the Darth Maul looking demon, and right. it's just a dude with black and red face paint on, looks like Darth Maul. It. I laughed so hard. I know it was supposed to be a jump scare and creepy, but I laughed so hard at like how bad he looked. Really, I don't yeah. remember that. I don't remember that from Insidious, but maybe, yeah. maybe it is. But um, the one for me, the most recent one is—I uh, can't believe I have to say this—is the um, Paranormal. Paranormal Activity movies. Really? The first two or three of those, man. Wow. I sit. I go to the theater. I'm excited about it. It's fa- it's you know quote unquote found footage. It's all done on like security cameras in the house and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a really great sense of tension build up and all that sort of stuff in the film that I really appreciated. But uh, you know you, there's jump scares and stuff and you laugh and you have a good time at the theater and then you come home and you're like ah that was nothing that was this gee little movie that's fine and then I got in bed and uh, <laughs> and my wife was uh, out of town at the time and I had so much trouble sleeping mm. oh my man uh, there's just something about like with Jason Freddie Mike all those guys. Uh, the scream killer. Like I could at least, like even if you're stabbing me, I could punch you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could right. do. I could at least do something. Yeah, yeah. But if you're, if I'm being dragged out of bed by nothing, yeah, and okay. being dragged down the steps by nothing, that fucks me up. That yeah. messes me up. So especially with all the, you know, the happenings that were going on around that time in, yeah. the, in the house that I was just telling you about. 
Yeah, okay, then I can see that really. Spooky pretty, Spectre you know. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. But that's interesting about you mentioned about because your wife wasn't wasn't there, man. Because I definitely have been in situations where, especially with with comics and certain images that I just prefer not to look at. Yeah. That if I know that that image is coming up, then I kind of want to make sure that I'm I'm with somebody. Yeah. When I'm when I turn and look at that image, uh-huh. you know, because otherwise the punk in me will just skip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. If someone's there, then I'm just going to bravely like, Ugh. <laughs> wow, look at that. Will you look at that? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow, it's just crazy how they could draw all this, the eyes just melting and all this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Well, yeah, just go to the next page now. All right. Yeah. And so, because there's reasons why I dread rereading Invincible. Invincible? Dude, man, there I is. I mean, the blood is. Yeah, the blood is crazy. But there's this one scene that I cannot unsee. It's when I think is what what was he, Dragon Man or Alligator Man or whatever guy. And it's a big two-page spread when he squishes Invincible's head oh. and pops it. And the eye. Yeah. You can see the eye flying out. Yo, man. That and Glenn. Oh, Glenn. Post- Negan. Oh, Glenn. In The Walking Dead. Yeah. Those are two pages I never ever see need to see. Thank again. you for bringing that up. I was reading that at lunch. I was working at the comic shop at the time and I was just like, "Oh, here's issue 100 of Walking Dead. I'm going to sit here and eat my lunch <laughs> and I'm going to sit here and read this issue of The Walking Dead, none the wiser." And all of a sudden that stuff starts happening and he gets clocked upside the head and he's got a big old dent in his dome, mm-hmm. and he says Maggie, and then he gets hit again, and he, his words just sort of become gluck, bluck, Right, right. And then he just keeps pounding them, and then his eye, oh man, I had to close the book and slide it away from me so that I could finish my lunch, because I was literally getting a little queasy. Yeah, man. Oh, that, that did mess me up. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot. Which is a perfect thank you. So if you also are horrified by The Walking Dead and want to experience... Some more of it, I guess. All right. You can win the official. This is official, ladies and gentlemen. The AMC The Walking Dead official cookbook and survival guide written by Maggie herself, Lauren Wilson. Yeah. So email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com or, or blacktribbles at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put my spooky story. Yeah, perfect. I love it. Um, or if it's even if, you know what? I even, I sometimes I like those one word spooky story, or I'm sorry, one sentence spooky stories. Mm-hmm. If you want, you could tweet those at us too at uh, hashtag my spooky story mm-hmm. and uh, at JD's Hero Complex or at Black Tribbles. And that's it. Brandon. Okay. So for those who don't know, every so often Brandon shows up while we're recording, as anyone is is, is uh, able to do if you Welcome happen to, to catch us when Len shows up, uh, then, because I'm always here, uh, you could be on the show. And yeah. then Brandon asks us a question in a segment we like to call... Brandon Ask Us. Yay. And anyone can come, because... 
I remember Kira was on a little while ago mm-hmm. and when implied that I would be like jealous. And I'm not jealous. I don't care. Everyone's welcome. I love it. I love when people are on. Anyway, <laughs> questions. <laughs> questions. So this is stolen from the iFanboy letters that someone asked them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could recommend one book to an alternate you who has never read comic books, what would it be? An alternate you? Yeah. You? So like an alternate you. So if you were to meet oh. yourself, but oh. that person has never read comic books before, what do you think you would recommend to them? Like what? Yeah, so what if comic? I was to meet me, but I've never read comic books before, what comic book would I recommend? The Earth yeah. X version of Len. Well, no, because those are Nazis. No, only I'm not. I'm talking about the Marvel. <laughs> was that or DC? Was that DC? Earth X? Earth yeah, X DC. is Marvel. It's, Marvel, it's, yeah, it's the, the DC. Earth X DC Marvel version. Right, because that was Captain America. Yeah. Okay. I right, see. So you've totally like. Yeah. I've already confused the other you from Earth <laughs> X because he doesn't know what Earth X is. <laughs> the other, he's he's already out of here. Because I was thinking like you can't necessarily recommend your favorite, favorite thing because maybe your favorite thing takes like backstory or something. Too much backstory. Is my current the me that I'm meeting from Earth 32? You can probably assume it's is you. He my age. Yeah. Like assume it's, it's not you. And it's me. like the same you, even though. Realistically, comics have influenced who you are as a person. Great. Just assume it's you, but just you haven't read comics. Easy peasy. Go ahead, Len. <laughs> Thank you, JD. Um, I think I would introduce that me to Batman 66. Reason oh. being because while I did enjoy that show growing up, I immediately recognized the difference between that show and the Batman of the comics and the Batman of the cartoons. So assuming that this alternate me didn't read comics, but still was introduced to Batman via that TV show, this is a way to give him a a little bit of his youth in a comic book book format, which may um, take him down the rabbit hole into of a comic book adventures. So Tammy just walked in. Hi, Tammy. Hi. So we're we're doing a show. I don't know if you know this. We do a show called Gutter Talk, Len and I. Hey, Tammy. um, uh, The question that Brandon is asking us currently is, if you met another you from an alternate dimension or, or, you know, from the multiverse, right? So you just happened to travel to another version of our Earth and you met you, and the you that you meet there has never read graphic novels, comics, or manga before... What would you hand to that Tammy to introduce to them. introduce her to comics? Do you want to think about it? I'll do mine. You can, and I'm gonna come back to you. So um, this is what happens: you walk into my shop, and you're and on you the thrust show. into um, the podcast. So mine's easy. Anyone who's heard me talk about anything ever probably knows that Preacher is my all-time favorite thing. So if I were to see me, I would hand me Preacher. Because that's the I think probably the graphic novel series that blew my mind the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's easy. You it's don't think that's one. a little bit harder? That's what I was going to say. Hard. Not knowing me, I mean, knowing me, I still love horror movies. Right? It's still me. It's just Sans comic books. So I still like horror, horror movies. movies. I still okay. like. Do you think you'd be able to appreciate it though? I would hope so. Because I was thinking you were going to say Ultimate Spider-Man, knowing how much you like Spider-Man. Sub answer. <laughs> Would be Ultimate Spider-Man. If it was had to be like a superhero thing, it would be Brian Michael Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man. You're 100% right. Hmm. But Preacher, you're right. If you, without the comic books, still has a horror movie influence, yeah. then Preacher is probably a good blend 
of yeah. the and two. Yeah, you know, I'd probably still be bitter from my years at Catholic school, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so I think that it still touches all of those little aspects and humor and yeah. gore and all that other stuff. Yeah. Right. yeah. And vampires and yeah, yeah. That's easy, easy peasy. That's a good answer. Do you got one? All right, Tammy. We'll probably choose something by Junji Ito. Just, <laughs> you know, just, you know, dealing with all the horror stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's, you know, you don't, I think people get turned off by comics sometimes just because it's like, oh, it's illustration. But, and I think when I was younger, I was kind of like that too. I was like, oh, this is like for babies or something yeah, like yeah. that. But not Junji Ito. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it wouldn't, because you come in usually grab a book called Bride's Story. Oh, yes. I love Bride's Story. Yeah, not a lot of people really know about it. I had never heard of it until you asked for it. Yeah, I like that just because um, I also really like history, and I like learning about different um, traditions and cultures as well. And it's also just a story about different women, you know? I'm all about that. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Well, wait, wait. For those who don't know, what are some of Junji Ito's stories? Oh, duh. Duh. (laughs) So I guess the most popular one is Uzumaki. That's what I thought. Um, Tomie. And then there's one about just these silhouettes of, like, people's bodies on mountains. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember what that's called, but... I don't know what it's called, but, yeah, it's basically... It was... I'd read it online. Someone had shared it on Facebook, and you could just click through and read it. It's a very short story. And, um... It's a it's the side of a mountain, and uh, there are holes, people-shaped holes in the mountain that call to people who fit perfectly into that hole. Hmm. And then I'll just leave it there. But yeah, hmm. um, also he just came out with another one last year called Dissolving Classroom, which is a small manga. It's not like his other ones, Tomie and uh, Uzumaki, are both like big yeah. hardcover books. Uh, this one's a nice little manga-sized uh, story. But there's also Shiver. Is I, th- I don't know if it's short stories or if it's a whole story, but there's another one called Shiver. So, yeah, good pick. Awesome. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, is that it? Yeah, I think mine be Young Justice. So, yeah. The, oh, I'm sorry. The, the, I always go right to the cartoon, even though yeah. that stems from a comic book. Yeah, mm-hmm. with Superboy. Because I think that was my original. That was the comic that like, got me reading comics like consistently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be that because it already was. Tell the people. Uh, tell, I don't know who wrote or drew it. Well, it was Peter David, yeah, and it was Peter Todd Nock on the art. Right. Um, but the story the was... premise was that uh, Superboy, not Wally, Bart, and Tim Drake wanted their own little fan club, basically. Not fan club, like hangout Team. club. Yeah. And so they would just hang out after school in, I think it was the old Hall of Justice or like Mountain of Justice or something. Yeah. And then they ended up forming... I Happy so. Harbor, wasn't it? Happy Harbor. Yeah, it was yeah. Happy Harbor. And so they would hang out there, and they would just go and solve crimes and stuff whenever anything popped up. Like, famously, they never called themselves Young Justice. They called themselves Young Just Us, because it just was just them. Cute. And so, yeah. And so it was just them having fun, and then eventually Wonder Girl joined, and someone else. And then, like, they got a bunch of other people. They had Will Lobo, which was one of my favorites. And, yeah, it was just a fun story. So, yeah. That's a cool one because even though because they're sidekicks, it it they come with backstory. There's enough of their backstory in the comic that you can kind of read it and still enjoy it. And if you wanted to, you could just go and find well, who are they the back the sidekicks of if you right. were so inclined. And then you'd get into Batman, and Superman, and Flash, and and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And also, there wasn't any like 
pressure because they weren't an official team or anything. Right. So they didn't have to worry about like the name Titans or something. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I always wanted to get into the Teen Titans, but I didn't want to go back to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. If you go from Young Justice to the Teen Titans, because that group, they f- famously had the graduation, I think graduation day storyline where they graduated and then they became the Teen Titans. So if you wanted right. to read a Teen Titans arc and you maybe wanted to start from the beginning like I did, you could do Young Justice forward. Well done, Brandon. Do I think we have time for maybe one more question. So Tammy works at, if you come to Manny Unk and you come to, because this is not unheard of, people have come to visit my shop because of the show. You should also stop by the Spiral Bookcase, yes. which is a lovely used bookstore, especially if you like witchy stuff. Mm-hmm. They're big into like Wicca, Wiccan witchy cool shit. So um, definitely go check out Spiral Bookcase. I was going to check out there. Tammy. Check out, she's very nice. She's lovely. But in a nice way. Don't be weird. Don't, definitely don't be weird. Yeah, don't be that guy. Okay, other question. If you had unlimited funds, what would be your dream comic purchase? For example, mine, if I had unlimited funds, I would buy every Tim Drake appearance. So, like, I would buy his Robin series, his Red Robin, but then I would go farther. I'd be like, was he in Detective Comics number 482? I would buy that, too. I would buy everything. It's funny. Tim Drake. I don't know 100%, but I feel like you don't even need to have unlimited funds for that. You don't. I feel like that is attainable. You'd think that, but then, like, I feel like if you were to get into, like, the specifics, like, what if Batman and Robin showed up in Atlantis for some reason and had to start buying Aquaman? Oh, (laughs) jeez. Do you... There must be, right? There must be a... um, some sort of database yeah, that has every yeah. appearance of a character, yeah, even I'm if sure they is. shows yeah. up in Aquaman. I mean, the DC Wiki, I haven't like looked at it extensively, but I know they have an appearances section huh. that lists like the character's appearances. Nice. Okay. What would your dream purchase be? Well, JK? I already had my dream purchase, and oh, that with was that, that two hundred dollars Spider-Man. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> my heart. How dare you! I don't even know if long-time listeners would get that because uh, I don't know if we talked about it on air. What? We so, did talk about it on You've air. talked about it before. But my, it might have been a while ago. My purchase? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you son of a... How dare you? <laughs> anyway, speaking of which, on a completely unrelated note, if anyone needs a copy of the <laughs> David Michelini and Todd McFarlane omnibus hardcover from Marvel, I do have that for sale here at the store. Uh, but um, uh, what would I... Oh, Amazing Fantasy 15. Oh, yeah. Uh, very first appearance of Spider-Man by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. It was my dream purchase. I always wanted it. I found a copy for about $4,000, mm. and I bought it uh, back in the day, way back in the day when I had disposable income and a really good high-paying job. Yeah. Um, I got divorced and needed some start-over money, so I sold it for $4,000. Oh. Didn't even make any money off. It was not a very good copy. Right. It was literally, it wasn't something I'd ever planned to sell. Uh, It was nothing that was ever going to leave my house. It was going to be for me. It was a purchase that was just to have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was one that I saw that I could afford, and it was very shitty copy. But I didn't care about the copy of it. I just wanted to own it and, like, be able to flip through it. And there was a a major nostalgia button that it hit with me and it was uh, very important to me, but then I had to sell it. Um, so just the fact, even, you know what, even just the fact that I had it at one point, mm-hmm. I don't feel a tremendous loss because mm-hmm. I had it and it, and I had that sort of, I'm trying to look at the word. Like, uh, it, it, 
fulfillment of yeah. like being yeah. able to have something that was wish that important to me, yeah. wish fulfillment. So yeah, even though it's no longer with me, I still feel glad that I had it at one point and bought it and was able to enjoy it right? and look at the original, um, you know, the pages and everything and yeah. touch them and yeah, stuff like that. Um, that being said, if I had to pick another one, I feel like it would probably be like one of the super old, like either the first appearance of Batman or Superman. Okay. Um, I would like, because you were telling me about how there was a museum yeah, just, where you it, could go. It, it they had them on, on display, right? Yeah, Jeffy's uh, comic book museum in Baltimore. Yeah, I would like to even just go like look and or you probably didn't let you touch it. No, no, no. You couldn't touch it, but just to be in the room with mm-hmm. with them and and Amazing Fantasy fifteen and yeah. Sensation Comics, first Wonder Woman, and so first cool. Shazam, it was just just epic. Yeah, there's something um, even just looking at old um, ads mm-hmm. in those old comic books and stuff. Um, to this day, someone will throw on like at a, I was at a Halloween party over the weekend and someone for some reason I don't know where they got it it was just a, a DVD of 90s commercials that's all it was oh. 80s and 90s commercials oh man you could just sit down and, and just yep yeah. the sound wasn't even on yep. it was just playing in the background of this party and I yeah I would every, I'd be talking to people and just sort of like watching it out of the corner of my eye does it have to be a comic book no I think it just has to be comic related comic book related okay cool because there's two things that I would buy one would be, I'm, I'm not a big, I don't have anything against buying original comic book art, but I've just never been super big into it. But if I were to buy any original comic book art. Oh, we could talk comic book art? Well, oh, sorry, damn, I'm, Sorry son. you didn't think about it. I didn't even think of that. Um, Shit. It would be the, the, the image that Neil Adams did, the one that you love of Batman. Running along sand? on the sand, you know the cape <laughs> in his one. I would love to have like that original art. Oh, it's so good! I would I would have that framed in my house. I could like to me as much as I love and I I Marshall Rogers will always be the Batman in my head, but that image by Neil Adams is everything that Batman is. Nice, and I just and I just love it. So I would buy that. And then the other thing that I would buy with unlimited funds would be another piece of art, but it's a painting. And I would want the painting, not a print. I would want um, Alex Ross's painting of the Justice Society when they're all running. It's like a, it's a wide it's a widescreen like picture. And it's like it's the Justice Society, including Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman of that time. And uh, I think Wonder Woman's carrying the flag. Um, or maybe Superman's carrying the flag now, I think about it. And they're all running, like, you know, to fight crime. And it's yeah. Dr. Fate and the, the Golden Age Flash and all of that. And of all of, like, those single paintings that he's done, it's my absolute favorite. And I would, I, but I would want that original painting. I would buy it from him in a heartbeat. That's nice. And put I didn't even think of wall. that. I'm going to jump on that real quick. I knew he was. Um, <laughs> I got to say, man, I feel like there's a part of me that should get older than this, go older, go further back than this. But honestly, and I think in my heart of hearts, the first thing that came to mind when you said original art was a Todd McFarlane Spider-Man piece. Mm, one what, of, what, cover a Spider-Man number one? Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. That one's so over. I've seen that so many times. The one where he's like crouching down right. and he's on the web. 
that doesn't really read correctly in mm -hmm. um, actual depth. Yeah. Uh, I don't really. That's fine. Um, it might be the one with Venom standing on top of Spidey. Okay. Yeah, that's, but, but that's, that's a good one. But, but also, I also want something with a lot of webbing in it, though. Yeah. Oh man, that one that's on the IDW's Marvel covers. Yeah, it's got um, some good webbing. Edition. Yeah, that's I take a good that. One. I take that one. I take that one. They have that blown up. And then I'm gonna one up this and take it to the next level. Oh, where are we going, son? Because I feel like there's a tie here, but unlimited funds. I might either buy the 1966 Batman Batmobile. Ooh. Or Ooh. I'm leaning more towards the 1989 Tim Burton Batmobile. Uh, I was thinking you were going to say that Funko Pop that you saw last week. I would buy a Funko Pop if I had unlimited funds. Wasn't you? Weren't you looking at <laughs> one? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> What's wasn't that? it like three hundred dollars or something? The like 1989 Batman. Oh, Hot Toys. Oh, Hot. Toys. It's a Hot Toys. No man, I'd buy that. I'm not going to buy a toy. I'm going to buy the, the buy actual car. thing from the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and the bat suit. And the suit. <laughs> and the suit. Yeah, you need the suit. And the, you can't get the Batman suit. I could lose some weight. Why wouldn't you get the Spider-Man suit? Oh, I can't. Nah, man. The, no, the bat suit hides my gut and stuff because it's got like fake muscles and stuff. But if I put on like a, oh, the just, 89 Batman suit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I just buy like a bat, a Spider-Man suit, <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing hot. I, I could buy that now. I'm surprised you it's didn't. It's called pajamas. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. No one wants to see this wrapped in skin tight. I'm lycra. surprised you didn't dress up. You could have done Spider-Punk. That would have worked. Oh, great. I should have done Spider-Punk. I've seen a few I'm of those. Shame to myself. Maybe next year. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anything? Is, are we, is that it? Anything I else? I think so. That sounds good. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed your Halloween. Uh, this will probably air. Just after Just it's after over, Halloween, yes. but we hope you had a great All Hallows. You're still Eve. enjoying the candy. Yeah. Oh, I I got a bucket. I got a lot of candy left over. And Merry Christmas, because that's what we do now. Halloween ends, we go to Christmas. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Michaels. I went to Michaels yesterday. Well, not even Halloween yet, and all the, of the Christmas, the Christmas trees are up. Fuck you. Yes, they yes they are. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Da -da -da!